Welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the power market podcast for next generation energy company. Hello and welcome to the Smartest Energy Talks podcast. My name is Jay Mooney. I am your host for today and I'm a key account manager here at Smartest Energy. I'm joined today by our guest speaker, David Mead, who's the Associate Director of Utilities at JLL. Last week, David joined us as a speaker at Smartest Energy's Net Zero Week Festival to share JLL's journey to net zero. And we've invited him today for the podcast to recap some of the highlights from that day. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. It's a pleasure. Oh, sorry, just to begin with, I was going to say it'd be great if you could just um, maybe introduce yourself to our listeners, if that's okay. Okay, I'm David Mead. I'm the Utilities Manager at JLL Managed Services. So looking after properties on um, shopping centres, office blocks, wherever investment companies buy them but don't occupy them, we run them on their behalf, keep it running smoothly. As part of which, um, there's about 50 to 60 million pounds per annum of energy spend that I have responsibility for organising contracts for and making sure that all the sustainability data is in the right place at the right time. Wonderful. No, that's great. Thanks, David. Um, so with Net Zero Week only last week, could you possibly just talk us through what Net Zero means, I guess, for you and for JLL as well? So it's something that JLL has been very active in sustainability. It's been a core part of our values for quite some time. Um, net zero is a, another facet to it and a much more uh, visible one. And that's that's brought quite a lot of change. So it means in some respects, we're now pushing at open doors, whereas before we were the, the lonely voice or one of a mm. very small band of people saying this is important. Um, so that's been yeah. a huge change. Um, but for, for net zero, it is our uh, contributions to the overall aims of reducing carbon. But that is one aspect of the sustainability program. But it's the one mm-hmm. I'm most comfortable talking about, obviously. So in your presentation at Net Zero Week Festival last week, you spoke about JLL's vision of building a better tomorrow. Could you just explain what that means in a bit more detail and why Net Zero is so important to JLL? Yeah, sure. Uh, Building a Better Tomorrow is our program on sustainability, covering core areas around people, clients, community and workplaces. All of them have become very hot topics in sustainability and business terms. Um, And it's how we run the sustainability theme through every aspect of what we do, whether that be for ourselves, our our own corporate offices or even our employees, because there's offerings there that we do for that. our clients and us um, and actually our clients buildings can play a huge part in their local communities and Mm -hmm. we work hard on building a sense of place and that was very much uh, to the fore uh, during the early stages of the pandemic and still carry on in terms of the net zero aspects of it um, we have the sustainability targets we have various reporting targets uh, such as making sure 100% of our electricity is renewable sources. Yeah. And we've been doing it for a long time, but it's given us a talking point with our clients, um, the clients who are committed to it, the people we talk to, our clients who are committed to it. Again, they are now no longer the lone voice. It is now seen as it's just what you would do. Why wouldn't you do this? Sure. So it's yeah. been, uh, that's been a very good 
step change for us. Excellent. And I guess to meet that kind of ambitious vision, you you set some short and long term goals. Um, can you just talk us through some of those goals in a bit more detail at all? So, I mean, we, we've already done the, the basic one. So basic, there was quite a lot to it, but um, the basic <laughs> one of our own offices. And, yes. and now we're moving on on to 100% Rego backed, and now we're also moving on to more challenging uh, UK GBC and wider science-based target stuff. There's plenty on the websites yep. around what we're doing on those. Mm -hmm. But the, the ambition is uh, is to improve the operational efficiency of our own sites and those that we run for our clients. Um, you've got to do that to make it into yep. levels that make a measurable contribution to reduce emissions. And, and whether that's through reducing the consumption or um, getting the renewable energy uh, purchasing right and getting it credible. So yeah. one of the things we're doing there, is, I mean, we're actively participating in industry bodies and consultations, making the case for actually hitting challenging targets or going mm -hmm. for the challenging targets. At this point, there's, there's no point in, in being timid about the targets you're going for. We have to be challenging targets. One of the things, though, that JLL bring is we know some of those tangible, practical challenges we're hitting or going for those targets are going to present. Um, and, and we know that in a way that some of the people who may uh, don't run buildings might not appreciate. Mm -hmm. And, and when, when we go, we're going to be doing this level of reporting within JLL, we understand what that workload is going to imply to be able to do it. You know, big picture people, that's great. We can do that. Yeah. It's easy. We've got a whole bunch of people who know the detail as well. We go, that's not going to be easy to do, mm -hmm. but okay, we, we're going to do it. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it fair to say that JLL is a business whereby you want to be at the, the front of your market, driving your sector in terms of innovation, in terms of developing and very much leading the way? Is that, very much, is that fair to say of JLL and the business view? Yes. Both JLL uh, as a as a company, we do see ourselves, given given the scale we have and mm. the commitments we have, long-standing commitments from um, the CEO down to sustainability side of things. It is an integral part of the business. It's not a bolt-on on, yeah. on the side. It's done across every aspect of what we do. For those side of things, we do want to see ourselves as a leader and thought leader we do contribute to various bodies to push that forward and try and move the agenda along and mm -hmm. uh, as you know we're trying to innovate on the products and the services that we deliver to our clients so that we can we can help them achieve what they've want or we've we've advised they they, they need <laughs> to to do to achieve what they want wonderful no absolutely that's great um so Thank you for sharing that kind of more sort of developed insight in terms of what we spoke about last week at Net Zero Fest, which is great. Obviously, there is a, a, a wider presentation available, which I'll come on to in a second. But in terms of um, how we then look to to kind of almost wrap up our podcast, we like to leave listeners with three key takeaways at the end of each podcast. So do you have three final thoughts for us and, and, and our listeners at all? Um yeah, I suppose that it's it's one from an, an old truism. Uh, first things first, reduce your demand, mm. and then the renewables that you do buy aren't being wasted. Um, yeah, I, I, 
for a long time it's it's worried me that a lot of companies will just see their way of we'll just buy our way out we'll just get renewables yeah, but yeah. actually <laughs> if you're buying renewables and wasting them it, it's mm. that's that's worse than not buying yeah. renewables in some respects yeah. um, it's like having a radiator on with a window open at the same time isn't it very basic poor building management we wouldn't tolerate yeah. that one of them. <laughs> exactly um, the the second one again is a truism from the energy management background and the days of things data is key to credibility if you don't have the data yeah you're not going to be able to do it, it it's key to credibility and being able to mm. report show people and there's a lot in the uk gbc and other things science-based targets around being able yeah. to have that uh, transparency and visibility of the data yeah um, and then and it also helps everyone from the building manager up to uh, the fund manager at our client or others to focus their attention on getting the effort and investment in the right place investing yeah. whether it be time and effort or actual hard cash on improving the fabric of the building or absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean data is absolutely key these days isn't it because ultimately you can't reduce what you can't see so unless you've got that sort of um absolute confidence in your 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 consumption and then you can drill down into where the changes can be made incrementally and then obviously the business cases get put forward in yeah. terms of projects everything stems back to the data so absolutely agree and and if you've got the, the wrong data you're going to be going off down the wrong direction exactly exactly right and and the final yeah. one really then is um for there to be real change um the net zero net has to be spread much wider than just the big beasts mm. um mm. i think we need additionality products that hit into the mid-range there is a huge appetite you see it on the newspapers uh, and radio and so on there's a huge appetite to do the right thing and, and improve on net zero for yeah. corporates that aren't necessarily the big the big beast but they want to do the right thing and and they haven't got the products and the means to do it so there mm. is a challenge there for the industry jll's and also smartists to start bringing forward services and products that help to do it because when you add up all of those mid-range ones and then the smaller range ones it's a huge amount of volume it's it's well worth doing so that those are my yeah. three things really reduce your demand get your data clean and and look to innovate to bringing in uh, a, a wider group of people or corporates yeah in into the equation and, and net zero has really really helped in terms of turning people on to it, this is the right thing to do let's do it absolutely yeah and keeping keeping carbon and energy management in the front of conversations mm. where there is such a crowded environment there's there's plastics there's um mental health there's well-being yeah. there's the other other aspects within the the built environment envelope and and it's very very easy for something as fundamental but uh, work a day as mm. the energy that you buy so net zero yeah. has really helped keep the agenda with that and i'm very pleased on that front wonderful that's great to be honest david i think that kind of nicely kind of 
wraps up the topic, I guess, as well, um, in terms of a kind of summary for the end of the podcast, to be honest. So at, at that point, we'll probably draw it to a close and, and um, look to, to end today's podcast. But if you'd like to have a listen to David's presentation from Net Zero Week Festival, and I, I absolutely recommend you do, um, please head over to the Smartest Energy website to listen on demand. And it just leaves me to say thank you again, David, for joining us for this. Really appreciate your thoughts and, and your insight into this. My pleasure. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's, it's good working with Smartest on the, the renewable energy side of things. And I look forward to doing so for a long time yet. Wonderful. Okay. Plenty more to come in that department. Absolutely. Thank you. So thank you all for listening to this episode of the Smartest Energy Talks podcast. And we will see you next time.